Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Ritter from Credit Union Conversations. I am the CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for spreading the word. I I keep seeing the numbers every month, and our numbers keep going up. So please forward uh, the emails, forward the messages onto your friends, share my LinkedIn post. Uh, And just when you're out there in the Credit Union Network, make sure to, to mention that you enjoy the show and keep forwarding on. So, I've been on a journey the last few years with regards to marketing uh, for our business and for credit unions and really kind of spreading the word for credit unions involving lending, making credit unions a choice for people. And today I'm going to kind of uncover uh, how I've been doing that a little bit and what we've and the secret sauce behind what we've been doing. And joining me today is Matt Delisle of Interview Connections. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Mark. How are you? I am doing great. So today we're going to kind of dig in to the podcast industry. But before we do that, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you're doing these days. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, my name is Matt Delisle. Um, I live in beautiful Providence, Rhode Island. I've been with Interview Connections for coming up on four years now. And before that, I had done uh, director of recruiting for a tractor trailer company. So I've been a bit all over the map, but stayed central to my home in Rhode Island. And here I am now uh, working on the sales and marketing team over at Interview Connections. So, Matt, when you were growing up as a kid in beautiful Providence, Rhode Island, I'm sure you looked around and told your teachers and every, your guidance counselors, when I grow up, I'm going to be in the podcast business. <laughs> That's exactly what I've been thinking my whole life, Mark. How do you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's really, you know, I went to school and everything I've been doing is just, I mean, I'm a communication studies major. Um, and really, it's just relationships with people, talking with people. Every role I've had has been around that, and it's something that I enjoy doing. So uh, it may seem off the beaten path, but it's right on track. It, it, it's it's fascinating to me, and I, and I kind of make my little joke because really, the the industry uh, when when you were young, when I was young, this didn't even exist. Uh, you know, radio was around, but it, but that's a much different format. TV is around. Uh, and, and, and today, the podcast industry is really bringing uh, a communication tool to, pe- to people, uh, to lots of people. And, and really why I wanted to have you on today is to talk about what we do and talk about how the industry works and what's going on. And I am a 49-year-old lifelong financial services professional. And one thing about uh, is that most people look and act just like me in that we are extremely boring 
And whatever people taught us when we were very, very young is ex- in our career is exactly what we do today. Uh, we were told to develop business, go out and go to the local chamber of commerce meetings and cold call people and work with centers of influence, which, you know, you, you, you build your friends with the attorneys and realtors and insurance agent and all those types of people. And all of those still have some value today. But really, the last few years, our business has really taken off. And I attribute a lot of that to the marketing efforts behind podcasting. Mm. And many people, I, I am sure, what, what, what's your favorite podcast app? What, what, are, what are you a listener of? I am one of the millions. I'm, I'm a massive true crime fan when it comes to podcasts. And just to even share a little bit too, in Rhode Island, there is a podcast called Crime Town. And what they had talked about was the mob in Providence, Rhode Island. And most people here had no idea what a podcast was. So when they were around filming and it was about little old Rhode Island, we we're like, what is a, what is this? What's a podcast? And it, that's where I learned, you know, and it's funny how much it's grown. And this was, I can't even tell you how many years ago, six, seven years ago, I think. And it's wild how much it's grown since then. Yeah, it's just the industry continues to escalate. And when we first got into my journey with Interview Connections, I thought, boy, if I could only be on Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, (laughs) these big shows where, oh, millions of people listen to. Right. And, and really, it's become the exact opposite. I've I, I really found to talk, I need to talk to my audience. But I really want to talk with you kind of first about the, the podcast industry as a whole and kind of what, what it is. And, and, and when people say, when you have that conversation today, and I find it, yeah, I'm also realizing people are listening on a podcast, but most of our audience might be just be listening to me and not understand the business. How do you best describe the podcast industry to people? It's honestly a giant networking community, I feel is the best way to put it. And something that's so great about podcasts is it is not a necessarily a broadcast technique it's more of a networking. It's more of a conversation. You and I having this conversation right now, you having the conversation with hosts of other podcasts. And it's such a tight knit community, which is what it, it makes it so amazing versus something like radio or television that's pretty much one and done. Um, this is something that, you know, people are downloading episodes from months and years ago and you're out there forever, your conversation and the value that you shared. And people are consuming that when is most convenient to them and not to a specific schedule or a specific time. When I started this journey with interview connections, what I vowed is that I will never have a podcast. I said, that's dumb. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put myself out there. I am just going to be a guest on other people's shows and that's it. And one of the reasons that, because it's almost uh, it's almost become cliche to say, oh, I started a podcast, because the barriers to entry into the podcast industry relative to starting your own radio show, starting your own TV show, pretty low. Mm-hmm. 
and you might even know this a little bit more than me. If somebody says, geez, you know, I'd like to start a podcast, you can basically get in for free all the way up to a professionally managed show that with with different engineering and professional production and marketing support. So so what do you see in the in the industry? Somebody says, I would like to start a podcast. Where where do they usually flub it up and, and what what works well and is a little bit better? Yeah, it's really comes down to what you put into it. And you're absolutely right. There is such a low barrier to entry to start a podcast. When our founder started Interview Connections, they were literally hosting shows with a teleconference line. And today you can do it as simply as recording a podcast episode on Zoom. So there's tons of different browser-based softwares you can use. But, you know, if this is a brand new endeavor to someone, you know, you just have to keep it simple. Use what you know, something like Zoom. Uh, And now when it comes to getting out what you put into it, you mentioned, you know, you can go all the way to a fully produced thing, you know, and there's companies out there like produce your podcast, uh, you know, with someone who can edit the show, mess with the audio, make sure it's, it's cut and professional and sounds fantastic. And it really just comes down to, you know, that can cost anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand, depending on how comprehensive the services you're looking for, but you can really get whatever you put into it and you can go in for nothing and build a small little following through word of mouth, or you can become this truly giant, I don't know if the conglomerate's the right word, but you can build this truly huge, professional, amazing show just by putting in, you know, whatever you can to it. What I have been amazed with so far and really what I wanted to get out to my, my, my audience is, is that this is financial services professionals. Mm-hmm. If, if you are not in the financial services industry and, or in the credit union industry and you're listening to this and you made it through, God bless you. Please send me a message. I'll send you a prize. <laughs> This and, and this is really what, what I would consider a micro-level podcast. And to, to give people an idea, you know, I, I, I thought, oh my goodness, all these little tiny podcasts that people have. Well, I used to do a webinar and I would get 50 to 75 people on it. And, and really, I saw that subside over time. And now with the podcast, we're getting hundreds thousand, 10 times more people uh, than what we saw before listening to us. And I just think is a great in, a, a great format for financial services professionals to get their messages out to many, many more people. Uh, I got to tell you, we go to conferences where uh, if you ever do any industry trade shows, it is extremely expensive between flights, setting up a booth, handing out trinkets, time, energy. And and sometimes you walk away with a few people. In this format, it is so easy that you can touch and feel a lot of people and they can listen to your show, like you said, at their convenience. Yeah, it's it's huge. And, you know, it's it's purely an educational tool and it's an opportunity for you to stand out you know when you talk about things like conferences yeah you need some swag and 
pens and notepads on your table and something to pull in people to want to talk to you. But when you're on a podcast, they're in. They're already interested to what you have to say. They're listening to that host. They're listening to that show for a reason. And it just gives you such a massive leg up. And it costs way less than doing a conference as you as you shared. Uh, so you immediately stand out and you're saving a lot of your time, a lot of your money. And these leads are coming in a lot warmer than they would at something like a conference or with a Facebook ad. And sometimes people, there, there's all sorts of different levels and segments of podcasts. There, there's the celebrity podcast. There's the what I'll call general entertainment podcast. Mm-hmm. People love true crime podcasts, business. You know, there, there's all these segments. But really, what you got to focus on to me is your audience. And I've always thought it would be wonderful for my credit unions to start podcasts for their local communities where they can talk about what's going on in their marketplace, what's going on with them, how what's going on in the community. And maybe if a few hundred people listen to it, you'll get better response than you could on spending a lot more money on the six o'clock news. Right. And I spend significantly less time and money, especially more the money. An industry trade ad in, in, in our industry publication, usually it could be up to six to $8,000. And we have done that and gotten zero response. In the podcast format, people respond. So yeah, I, I really think it, it's it's an untapped marketplace for financial services professionals on engaging with people in a place that they that is convenient for them. Yeah, and so. it comes down to we're all people, and there's a connection that you need, and you can't relay your story, you can't re- relay what you've been through, or what makes you different, or or how you go about things on something like a Facebook ad, something like a conference. But when you're talking like you and I are right now, you can share your story and you're going to relate to people who are listening to you. And it's, it's just, it builds such an immediate connection into your marketing. It builds trust without that long buildup time and that long process of nurturing. So I want to flip the tables and, and do a little bit less talking and, and you talking a little bit more and, and talk about your side of the business. And a few years ago, when, when we were really looking at ways to expand our business, I am to this day a podcast junkie. I have all of my shows queued up and uh, I, I listen to everything. And the one thing I found out is don't queue up any show that I'm on because my family immediately uh, wants me to turn it off and they start yelling at me. So, but, but when I was listening to podcasts, I, I thought I would like to be that person conveying the message because I found that I was engaging with that host and that guest. In, in, on a much more active basis than just keeping the news on in the background. And Google found me to interview connections. And, and since then, we've enjoyed a wonderful relationship. Tell people a little bit about being a guest on a podcast and the benefits of it and maybe how the process works from your end. Yeah, gladly. And and 
to put it simply, and it's funny, you just did it for us, but people ask, well, what do you guys do? And the simplest way I can put it is we book you on podcast as a guest. And we talked about barrier to entry in terms of, of hosting your own show. The barriers to guesting are even lower. I'm talking to you right now with a pair of AirPods, you know, on, and we're on an app. And it's so easy to be a guest on a podcast and you have the benefits of you don't need to worry about the production. You don't need to worry about the marketing or the promotion. You don't need to worry about establishing listeners or building up a following because all the shows already have that in place. So what you're doing is you're going on and you're having a conversation with an individual that is trusted by their listeners, that's followed by their listeners, they're subscribing, they're seeing, they're going wherever they're going. So you're coming on with a level of trust that you won't have just by talking to someone out on the street at a conference or something like that. So it provides you a great opportunity to go in, have a conversation, tell your story, and basically have listeners know whatever it is they need to know about you to want to work with you, whether it is your history, your experience, how you do things differently. And basically what we do is, and when you came in, we get clear on, you know, who do you need to speak to? Where are the people who want to connect with you? Where are the individuals that want to work with you? And how can we put you in front of those ears? Or how can we connect you with a host that is really well connected in that sphere, right? And then what we do is we've got a team of individuals, as you know, working for you and researching these podcasts. They're pitching you, they're following up, which is a whole other job altogether. The, the writing a pitch for a show, standing out amongst the tens to hundreds of emails these podcast shows get um, and making it clear like, hey, this individual has incredible value to bring your listeners and bring your show and making that stand out to create the opportunity for our clients and, and what we've been doing for you for, for the last few years. What I have found is pe- people who have, uh, uh, you know, very, very, as you know, very, very few people, uh, if it's 0.01%, I'd be surprised, make a living off of the podcast industry. Most of the time, mm-hmm. it's a compliment to their business or full-time job. But really what I have found is people look for industry professionals and experts and something to talk about that, that, that's, that's kind of interesting. And you, you've probably had this story many times over, but I can remember the first show that I did. And, you know, okay, it's going to drop on this day. And just sitting around waiting. And all of a sudden the phone started ringing. And people mm-hmm. said, oh, I heard you on this podcast. And, and you thought, wait, you heard me? And, and I even remember one time somebody called me and I picked up the phone and answered. And they said, I can't believe you answered the phone as if I was, you know, this celebrity on their sh- because I was talking on this show. Oh, you, I, I heard you on this show. You're that same guy. And it, the credibility it brings to yourself and, and this medium is, is sometimes I chuckle at it and sometimes my wife chuckles at it because when people talk to me about some of my shows that I do and the reactions that we get off of it, it is really uh, incredible. And, and one of the things that, that I would like you to talk about is I can't imagine the number of podcast shows that are available to people now. 
talk to me a little bit about how what your strategy is in terms of getting people on that right show versus and and sometimes the pitfalls of boy I'd like to be on as big as audience as I can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a common issue and I know you you made the comment earlier about wanting to be on on shows like Joe Rogan. I'll compare something like a large show like Joe Rogan as an, the equivalent of a Facebook ad. It's blasted out to everyone. Most people it's probably not relevant to. And anyone who might maybe hire you or something from a Facebook ad is a snap judgment decision. And they usually wind up being a nightmare client two or three months later because of that snap judgment. Um, and something like going on a targeted show you know, these leads are warm and we call them and everything that we focus on is mid-sized targeted podcasts. So these aren't new shows that only have a few episodes. These are shows that are established. They've got a professional brand and website. They've got a following. They're sharing and promoting their podcast on multiple channels. So these are shows that are not only going to create the visibility for you, but create the right visibility for you. And part of what we focus on is not just positioning you in front of your clients, but position you in front of your clients that need like the clients that need you. And a common example that we've been using for years is back when I first started, you know, we had a client that his main clientele was individuals that had diabetes. And so when he came in, he was very adamant about, I want to go on, on podcast about diabetes. There's only so many. And we had gotten him on almost everyone there was, and he wasn't seeing any sort of results. And so then we had an opportunity to educate and we said, you know, listen, people who have diabetes, people who are diagnosed with diabetes, they're not going to shows about diabetes. Maybe with that initial fear, they're like, oh my goodness. And they go on a show, they want to listen to a show about diabetes. But what they're really going on is shows about health, shows about nutrition and fitness and other ways that they have to go about to controlling that. And that's where we started positioning him because Sure, we can put him in front of people with diabetes, that's his clientele, but what we needed to put him in front of people who need him and people who are worried about their health and nutrition because that's when when he's speaking to them, they're feeling it too. They're like, wow, he's speaking to me. And it makes them come in so much warmer. And and when you're going on a broad show of just about whatever, you know, you don't get that benefit because most people really just don't care about what you have to say. It's maybe a great ego boost, but you're not speaking to individuals that you're really connecting with and that are really going to go out of their way to find you and learn more and follow you and in the end, ultimately hire you. And so that's where we focus all of our attention. Yeah, I have uh, said, you know, I'm in the credit union industry. I'm in the, but I don't want to go on credit union podcasts. That that is speaking to the choir to me. If I if I'm a if I'm a guest and to try to tell people in the credit union space about credit unions, I have just had phenomenal success going on shows about financial health, about small business, about small business challenges, about real estate investing. We see the biggest boom, uh, and, and I've had people sit. My sales team say, let me know when you talk on these shows just so we're a little better prepped because of the calls coming in. 
So yeah, it, it is really it, it, with that industry as opposed uh, that nice mid-sized show, established show. But yeah, it, what what I'm really I, I just find that there's a tremendous opportunity in my industry and for the financial services industry for people to use this format to spread their word. So, well, I'd like to kind of wrap up here. Tell people a little bit more about Interview Connections. And if they're interested in exploring this journey, uh, what, what about the, the next step in the company and, 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 and how they can reach out to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we are Interview Connections. Uh, we were founded by Jessica Rhodes. Uh, she was the first person to ever pursue podcast guesting as a marketing strategy. So we've been doing this for a very long time. We've worked with multiple different industries and topics. Uh, I say multiple, and that's an understatement. We've worked with hundreds of thousands, different uh, niches and audiences and individuals. And uh, so we've been doing this a very long time. And, you know, we not only book you on podcasts, but as I'm sure you know, Mark, we're here to make sure that you're successful. There's a lot of competitors out there that might book you and just kind of wish you luck. We're actually in there with you and coaching you to improve as a guest, making sure you're leveraging the host relationships, uh, making sure you're doing everything you need to do to stand out and gain clients or whatever it is that you come in as your goal. And you can find out more about us at interviewconnections.com. Everything is there. You can schedule a consult with, honestly, yours truly, me. You can learn more about our service. You can see success stories. You can subscribe to our podcast. Uh, so everything is right there at interviewconnections.com. Great. And Matt, as we wrap up here, I have a confession to make that my oh. biggest and and most nerve I was most nervous about having you on the show was because I was so worried about being judged on my podcast ability because I am a, <laughs> a podcast because I'm really a boring financial services professional and not with, with no training as a podcast host. So uh, I, I hope you don't take this back into the office and, and, and say, can you believe the stuff that Mark said? So and, and I'm not judged too much back at the home base. So. Mark, you are so, a favorite Matt, in the office. You've been through us with everything, so absolutely not. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Thank you for educating the audience a little bit. Uh, and for all my credit union friends, uh, we, we have a, we're, we're continuing to drop shows every two weeks. Uh, usually on Tuesdays they drop, so subscribe, and so they come right up into your favorite podcast app. Thank you. Uh, have a great day, and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.